Welcome to the Church Safety Guys broadcast with hosts James McCarvey, Paul Buckner, and Mike Scully. Together they make up the Church Safety Guys, their mission to inspire, influence, and impact church safety teams. Join us for the next hour as we talk about all things church safety and security. Don't forget to like our Facebook page, join one of our church safety and security communities online, and share this broadcast with your church. Well, good evening and welcome to the Sunday night broadcast of the Church Safety Guys. I am James and I am joined by my co-hosts, Mike and Paul. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey, James. Paul. We are... (laughs) We're having... We seem to be having technical difficulties, so I apologize for that. We we were trying to, to remote into... Paul's brain, I mean, his software. <laughs> we sort of like have popcorn, you know, you've heard of popcorn prayer. We, we sort of do popcorn technical difficulties. We just pass it off to somebody else each week and we have a last minute panic, whatever we've got to solve. And... Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. We got three of us, at least. We got three going. So three out of four. Right. Very much so. So did you guys have a good good Sunday today? Yep. Busy. We are uh, we're <laughs> bursting at our we're bursting at our seams for we've set kind of a threshold for the total that we're going to allow in service based on spacing and things like that and since uh, for the first time since March when we had to shut down we're now ex- like reaching that threshold where we're uh, reaching that max uh, signups for our second service. So, Great God. Cool. yeah, so we're adding our third service back, uh, evening service, um, in a couple of weeks. We grew during COVID because we decided to stay open and do social distancing and we're outside of the city limits where we're at. So we, they just told us today that we're rocking 1300 between three services. And they said, we had as many people watching online as we had at the physical service. And uh, I had a lady come up and talk to me for probably 10 minutes today where she said, you know, I don't know when our church is going to get back to services, but she's like, we, we were going to come here until it started. And she's like, we're accidentally falling in love with, with this church. And of course that doesn't, um, that doesn't break any of our hearts, but it's a, it's amazing what God can do in certain circumstances and continue to grow us, Mike, like you're talking about. Uh, it's it's really exciting to see where he can take it. And I'm glad that physically we're located outside of the city limits in the county where we can, you know, we're pretty libertarian. Uh, we have an area for people with, with very strong health concerns and you, you hand sanitizer in and you have to wear a mask and we have that area. It's overflow. You can listen and see it on the screen. But then if you're, if you aren't as concerned or feeling more social, then we've got the main sanctuary. Yeah, it's great. I, I think it's great to see people gathering together in his name and worshiping Amen. God and not just, you know, what? I, I appreciate and respect all the churches that have had the ability to push out content. And for those that truly have, uh, um, you know, at the risks and, and health issues and so forth that makes traveling to church uh, just tougher during all of this. But Honestly, I think even as a, a safety guy, if you will, and looking at it from trying to make sure that we have optimal safety is 
you know what? Church is not the Netflixization of church. In other words, consuming online is not engagement, is not uh, corporate worship, is not gathering together. It, you may have a gathering in your home, and it's better than not worshiping at all. But it'd be great to uh, it'd be great to to be able to say that people are actually still gathering. For sure. Yeah, if you uh, if you just joined us, or if you're you're listening at a later time on YouTube or one of the uh, podcast softwares, uh, feel free to like and share. And uh, and also, if you're if you're watching on YouTube, you can click uh, the like and subscribe button on the lower right hand corner of the screen. Uh, that always helps us out. And uh, and then for uh, for tonight, if you want to list uh, what church you're with and where you're listening from. Uh, that helps us as well. And then uh, you can always visit us at churchsafetyguys.com. And we have a list of, of great resources there and uh, brand new. Uh, we kind of went through and, and redid, retweaked the website just a tiny bit um, to make it a little bit more user-friendly. And uh, we have, uh, we actually have um, our, our tech guy, Jason, is working on uh, categorizing the episodes so if you miss an episode and you're like hey i missed but you go to the website you can kind of search through topics that we've talked about and very easily uh, jason's done a great job with that and um, there's also a few other things on there we have we now have an opportunity uh, to connect with us and we're offering uh, coaching sessions so if you have something going on with your with your church and you just need uh, need to chat with someone it's confidential it's you know it's private but you can go on there and actually pick a time uh, where um, you know we'll we'll sit down with you uh, one at least one of us if we can if we can swing it with our schedules all three would love to talk to you and uh, sometimes it's good just to bounce things off of people um, we do it all the time yeah right <laughs> Well, and there's been some great sessions already. I mean, it, it, it's an er entire area that I never saw developing as much as it already has. So praise God there. It's just, I mean, the, the yeah. little old us. I mean, at the at the end of the day, uh, we're not necessarily experts, but you, if we can help people, we're going to give that time as we do, not only for this broadcast, but on those phone calls. So there's been some tremendous calls already. So uh, feel yeah. free. We've had, we honestly, in fact, um, I think it was Thursday, I was talking to a, a good friend of mine. He's become a good brother at a few churches over. And um, he was, he and I were talking about some topics. And, and what I realized real quickly was that every church, because every church is so different, sometimes it's nice just to have a conversation where you're like, with a like-minded individual to say, hey, you know what, this, I've got this going on and I'm really struggling with it. Um, you know, maybe I can, you know, step back and talk to somebody and have a different approach or have, you know, have a thought about maybe how, how could I handle this differently or how, you know, uh, how can I address it? And we talk to churches, honestly, all the time that um, really don't, it's surprising to me. I, I spoke to it, like I said, a good friend of mine and um, very large church, multiple, multiple campuses. And, you know, he said to me, he's like, you know, I'm really having a hard time with the leadership because they're still treating me like they're treating safety like it's not important. And here I am, you know, in my mind and I'm thinking, 
dude, you got it made. You have this, you know, massive church, you know, in Ohio, it's growing like a weed, you know, you've got everything nailed down. And he's like, no. <laughs> and so it was kind of, it, it was a blessing and a reminder to me to say, you know what, um, I, I really do feel blessed to, to serve and work in a church where uh, the leadership supports it 100%. And, you know, that does make a difference. It's taken a long time to get us there. But at the end of the day, uh, it's certainly it's certainly a blessing. So we originally we were going to um, have we invited Masad Ayub on uh, this evening and something came up at the last minute. We're having technical difficulties uh, with him and his uh, equipment. So we are going to continue on. We'll, we'll talk about the topic of, of preparing for conflict. And, and we wanted to touch base a little bit tonight and talk just the three of us about um, <clears throat> having a heart of uh, humility and uh, really trying to incorporate that in serving and, uh, and really understanding what that means. And sometimes that means even doing uh, the small things that maybe don't really seem much like safety. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but at the same time, it's a it's a valid topic. And honestly, um, going back to kind of the coaching thing, we actually um, we have. I, I was speaking to a church a couple weeks ago, and uh, and it was a new a new newer pastor. They had been the pastor for. Uh, I think about a year and a half and they were trying to update the safety team and they were trying to update some other stuff. And he, um, he was getting really frustrated with the safety team. And part of his frustration was that they were, um, I think they were getting frustrated because he had asked that the, the first impressions or the, the hospitality team wear the same, lanyard or same shirt or something like that with the safety team and so the safety team was like the safety team flat out told him look we don't want to wear we're not going to wear a blue shirt we want to wear a black shirt and it created this whole massive divisive thing where um you know it's he the pastor reached out to me and he was kind of like you know how how do i handle this what would i do and and it really prompted, actually it prompted Mike and I to, to start a conversation about really the heart of ministry and having a heart of humility because to me, uh, you know, that's, that should be a no-brainer. A no you know, why are we serving? And if we can't answer that question, why are we serving without, um, without gadgets, without contraptions, without, you know, all of this stuff? You know, we should we should be focused on serving because it's the right thing to do, and we should be doing it. And um, you know, if I get so tied up in having the latest technology, or you know, having a, a security shirt or a certain firearm or or whatever, then I've really lost focus. And I I think that that's very easy to do. And I'm not saying I'm not pointing fingers at anyone. I'm I'm saying this to me because I know a lot of times I feel like I've got to refocus, you know, on on what I'm doing and why. And uh, it's just interesting to me that um, you know some of the conversations we've had kind of focus focus on that and revolve around that. Yeah. 
So it's so often that churches can even get to the point where they get so rigid in their systems and their processes on a safety team that they start to lose sight of why they're there. And it's not just for safety. And yes, that's that's what we're called to do and, and why we're there on a Sunday morning to uh, for what we're doing on a Sunday morning. But why we're there is much bigger than the safety component alone. And I think the opportunity there is to make sure we don't lose sight of that, that we mm -hmm. still embrace what the pastors need to do and what needs to happen. Sometimes it's not, we shouldn't be there with veto power. We shouldn't be there saying, you know what, this can't happen because you know what security team, safety team said. You know what, advise, at the end of the day, it's the pastor's decision, not ours. We're there to inform to give them our best insight into why we think something goes one way or another. But if they decide something other than that, then adjust you yeah, know, and deal with it accordingly. Amen. So I, I'm sitting here listening to this going hallelujah because um, <laughs> last Sunday, uh, last week, I was standing talking to another member of our team and we're standing where we can see two different directions. And all of a sudden he just lunges for the door and you know how a lot of us will carry too much stuff. Well, this lady had to walk a hundred and some odd yards from overflow parking up into the church. And she's a member and she's trying to carry like a sofa, uh, you know, a couple of Buicks and she's got stuff going on here. She's got just everything she's carrying is it's too heavy for her and she's about to drop stuff. And so I see what he sees. I dart out after him. We get we get to her. She was very thankful that we had helped her carry stuff in. And we literally, we literally lightened her burden, but we had this great conversation with her. Well, I mean, at, at first blush, that's a nice thing to do, but mm -hmm. could we have prevented an injury? I mean, to, to go sure. back to safety, and did it, did it build us more rapport with people that maybe didn't realize we did anything valuable or, or maybe thought we just stood around? And uh, I have found that those little things, holding a door open, helping somebody carry something in, um, calling somebody over to take my spot at the door so I could take over for somebody. Um, it's it's so much more than just standing in a corner, you know, being, what, what, what's the saying, the sanctified secret service? Um, you know, so much more than just being the sanctified secret service. Well, it's hard. You know, we, we just at our church, we just got a new children's director and uh, we had a, a kind of a shuffling of responsibility and, and that's with the, the church plant that I've been kind of focusing on that, that I've mentioned to you guys before. Um, but what's interesting to me is that, uh, you know, today we had every once in a while, uh, we, we run an, a, a very, um, very solid Awana program for kids and twice i think it's twice a year we do a, an activity where we take the kids off church campus and uh depending on how they how they do uh throughout the year they have you know it's a motivation for them but we take them off campus and we'll do something fun as a group and today was that day and we took them to a um, trampoline park and you know this was the first event that our our new children's director had done and um you know, she reached out to me and I, I was trying to do things that would be helpful. Like, you know, I logistically, I don't typically do that, but, you know, I lined up the vans and I got drivers for the vans and to transport the kids and we were, you know, throwing stuff and it was very much a team effort. And when we got to the location, you know, we have, we had 30 kids and, uh, 30 kids in a trampoline park is pretty, pretty insane. <laughs> 
And no, in case you're in case you're wondering at home, I did not jump on anything. <laughs> my my body will not handle that. Um, but what was interesting to me is, you know, that's a that's a big deal. And you know, I was interacting with the kids and I was trying to help them and and supervise them. But that's not something standard that we typically think of when we think of church safety. Like we don't think about activities outside the church. And often it's like, well, if I go, I'm just going to stand there, you know, like like Paul said, sanctified secret service, you know, with my arms crossed, my sunglasses on, and I'm just going to stare at stuff. And um, it was kind of funny. One of the kids that was there um, came up to me and at the park came up to me and said, hey, can you do you mind helping me, you know, with this 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 kids being mean to me or whatever? So I walked over and uh, and then when it was time to go, she went to. I said, okay, kids, let's go. Let's, we're loading up the vans. And she, she like walks back up to me and she's like, uh, mister, uh, can I go with you? And I'm like, um, you, did you come in on a van? And she's like, no. And I said, no, you need to stay at the park. <laughs> I'm like, you're not coming with us. And so it was, I was cracking up cause you know, this little girl was probably five or six, you know, and, uh, he said, maybe we need to find your, your, your adult <laughs> around here. But, uh, you know, part of, part of one of the things that, uh, and, and Mike and I have been, been talking about it a lot because we're working on a, uh, a new, new resource that's coming out soon. Um, but, uh, you know, part of having a heart of, for ministry and part of being engaged with humility is is being able to associate with other ministries and to have a smooth transition with those ministries and actually be able to um, successfully help those other ministries without uh, there being you know a hassle or or there you know there needs to be a smooth integration and and I'm always I'm always very I feel very blessed that uh, the leadership in our church and um, those that serve on a regular basis have credit, you know, we, safety has credibility with them and our safety team has that, has that relationship. But that relationship, going back to, to what we said a few minutes ago, that relationship doesn't happen overnight. That relationship comes from a long period of time where we've done stuff with them that most people are like, you did what? what how did you, you know? But it's that relationship and, and building and discipling and understanding that we're all in this together. And if we don't serve together, then it's really not a ministry. It's just, you know, an individual standing there um, staring. So... Okay. Sorry, we lost Mike's audio. How about now? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> like we are having technical difficulties. Oh my goodness. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> the, the having that heart and caring about each other goes so far beyond just that ministry and we've talked about this before and then I know we've got a, a, a break coming up, but you know, James, Mike, we've talked about this before. 
um, we're all going to go through a bad day. I've had guys come up to me with my last team that knew me so well. They looked at me and it was my Sunday to have the door and they could tell I was hurting something with my kids, something with life. And I had a guy literally make eye contact with me and he's like, you need to get fed today, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, I really do. And, you know, just the time at home in Bible study and whatever wasn't enough. I needed to get that pew time in. And and he knew it and he stepped up and he's like, dude, just switch me Sundays. You know, I'll get this when you get the next one. And I'm like, all right, copy that. And, you know, I've had people tell me things where they've got, you know, maybe it's a custody situation or they've got a thing at work. I had a guy tell me he was building a house uh, for to sell it. And all this stuff was up in the air hanging. He had thousands of dollars in the balance. And if the chips didn't fall just right, you know, the dominoes didn't fall just right, he was going to the poorhouse. And we prayed about it. And I, I messaged him a couple times during the week. And God moved and life was good. Well, we're two or more gathered together in my name. There I am also. And we, those relationships, that's what this is all about anyway, right? Hmm. Well, and and if you can't, and and that's the other thing. That's part of the the ministry discipling, engaging piece of it. Because if you can't, um, you know, we've had a few folks say in in the comments that since COVID, they've had a hard time, um, you know, finding people. And we're in the same boat. It's not, you know, it's it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination. But if you uh, if you're following up with those folks and again engaging in and discipling and it's a ministry then being able to connect with people outside of just sunday and what's going on a lot of times that can um that can fight that because i know like mike has said a couple of times that you know it's hard because you know we're all kind of doing our own thing and we're trying to get back into church or and some of us have just kind of said well i'll wait till all of this blows over and settles down and it's not a big deal um, but the reality is the more that we're not engaged with church and you know the more that we're not engaged with the activities of the church the you know the the easier it's going to be to not connect with people and not go back and, and i've had several yeah, I mean, I've had several people, even on my on my safety team, reach out to me and say, you know, if you didn't send me a text, you know, once a week to encourage me and say, hey, what's going on? That's you know, that's where the relationships come in. You don't have to make somebody feel bad if they're if they're afraid of being sick or or coming to church or anything like that. But you know what? We're the body of Christ, so that means that we can still reach out to individuals and you know and do things with them even if it's even if it's six feet apart right <laughs> we had a guy that had some legit concerns and so i i didn't even know this part of the parking lot team uh one of the guys went in and got a reflective vest for him walked out handed it to him he puts the vest on and he goes <laughs> and stands 100 feet away from everybody starts motioning people to that aisle and Happy as a lark. Um, he got to serve, um, but he has some legit concerns. He's got a loved one that he takes care of with, that is is probably terminal. And um, and I'm like, hey, this is this is taking care of your brother. He got to still serve, and he didn't have the chance of taking something home. And I mean, we've got this big parking lot. I don't know what y'all's churches are like. James, I know yours is pretty big and, and open. The wind mm -hmm. blows across it pretty pretty quick. COVID would have a really hard time having enough time to latch on to somebody <laughs> in our parking lot. It'd be like, ah, I missed him. 
Well, we're going to... Oh, go ahead, Mike. Say what I was going to say earlier. I think yeah. so often that we jump into our systems, our processes, the, mm. the the chaos that can happen sometimes on a Sunday morning, and immediately somebody we haven't seen in a week or sometimes longer walks in and they're immediate. They're looking kind of for dispatch. They're kind of saying, "All right, where do you want me?" And that's their tendency. We have to try to you know what, pause and say, "Let's not just dispatch them and throw them out to wherever they need to go right off the bat." Let's actually say, "Hey, how you doing?" Um, let's engage them. Let's actually make sure that, you know what, that their heart, their mind, they're in the game before Amen. we just send them out there. And I think that's the important part. It may take an extra 30 seconds. It may take us slightly off task for a second. But right now, that person is the most important person that we as, as leaders can be engaging. Take yeah. the time, engage them, then dispatch them and put them in the fight. Yep. I got something when we come back from that break, James. Yeah, stick with us, and we'll be back right after this. With over 50 years of experience with religious and nonprofit organizations, Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates understands that your congregation is different from a traditional business. We're here to fulfill your needs, coming to you while creating a personal plan for your budget and size. From your local community to around the globe, we are advocates for you. Thomas Alexander Insurance and Associates, your partner in service. The worst has happened. Evil has invaded the sanctuary. Lives were ended, and the life of every surviving member of your church has changed forever. There will be funerals to attend. The grieving and the counseling will go on for years to come. You may even lose church members, especially if your pastor was killed during the attack. But what if I told you that all of this could have been prevented with the proper training? That your church could learn how to secure its campus and how to see the signs of an attack before it happens. At Shield Force International, we will teach you the skills you need to protect your church, to protect your children, to mitigate and even eliminate would-be threats to your church body all before it happens. We can no longer pretend that evil doesn't exist, or that churches aren't targets. Attacks against churches and pastors are on the rise. Call or visit us online for a free consultation. Guys is a nonprofit organization dedicated to help inspire, influence, and impact church safety and security teams. We are about all things church safety and security, which starts with a ministry mindset and a servant's heart. We're protectors, guardians, ambassadors, and shepherds. We help church and place of worship safety and security teams all over the United States through our broadcasts, online communities, conferences, trainings, resources, and products. Help us reach more churches in impactful ways by considering becoming a monthly ministry partner. $2, $5, $20 a month will help us continue to provide these resources.
Well, good evening and welcome back to the Sunday night edition of the Church Safety Guys. And uh, if you are joining us on YouTube later, click like and subscribe on that lower right-hand button. And uh, if you're joining us on a podcast, make sure to click like and subscribe. And as always, you can visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com for some great resources and and, uh, new things that we've got out there to help you and your team. And tonight we are talking about preparing for conflict, but what are some of the simple, sometimes overlooked things that um, we can do to build community, to build uh, relationships in our church from a safety team perspective uh, to make church things, church operations run smoother. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to, to Paul because he, he brought up a couple of great points uh, that I know that he is just dying to share with everyone. <laughs> well, I, I'm all about the ministry thing, and, and and the three of us are. This is our bread and butter. Is I mean, um, look at our mottos. I mean, influence, inspire, impact. We're we're all we're about discipling because if it's not about Jesus Christ and Him crucified, then we're wasting our time. But a, a few Sundays ago, I had a guy approach me that is on my team, and he knows that I will listen to him, and uh, he's like, "We need to talk." So I move myself out to the parking lot. I can see 70% of what I need to be looking at. And I've got people looking at other things. And we talked for about 40 minutes and we had a phenomenal conversation and about life and different things. And he had some questions. We were able to pray. Uh, And then today I was able to have a conversation with a guy. um, I just finished a Bible study on the book of Ruth and we were talking about the word and and just talking about the background of it, where this goes and what, why this matters and what this name means. And we stood in the little middle of our foyer for probably 15 minutes because he's read the book. I've read the book. He had a couple questions. I had some thoughts. And this is what it's about, because if we're not if we're not sharpening each other and 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 being there as friends for each other, um, we're not. And we, we talk about retaining people in the life cycle of a church safety team and and all of these things. Well, this is this is the oil that keeps that engine running and it's weird it's biblical to do it i don't know it's crazy yeah there's so much that we have to do i think uh, to keep them uh, motivated of course but i think beyond that is making sure yeah that we're getting fed ourselves as leaders i Mm -hmm. think there's so often that we can have things that pull us out of the sanctuary out of the auditorium out of the service uh, to deal with something. And as a result, we're getting only partial. And so I think, uh, thankfully, a lot of us have the opportunity to go back and watch something that was streamed or they have something that's made available after. But we need to make sure that we're doing that. I think there's times where it's easy to just all of a sudden the week gets away from you. And before you realize it, you got 20% of a service and you missed last week. Well, you know, it's important to be deliberate and intentional about making sure that we're taking the time to get fed ourselves as leaders so that we can sow that into our team as well. Oh, and then the, I, I fell into a trap, and maybe you guys can identify with this. I fell into a trap years ago where I was constantly in, in the service I was in, the, the radio was cranked up in my ear. And I was not developing lieutenants within my program that could run without me. And that was my fault. And of course, I had a a little bit smaller team, but I realized what I was doing. And so I was trying to worship, but my mind was somewhere else. I was trying to listen to the word. My mind was somewhere else. 
and I realized what I was doing to myself and I stopped and uh, I would immerse myself into the, the word. I would immerse, you know, into the sermon and I would, you know, because if, if we don't, we're not getting fed, even though we're in the building. And I think it's so easy to get pulled out constantly. And, and I had some guys that I had a couple guys I had to talk to that would pull me out just because they were bored and they just wanted yeah. to talk. And I'm like, no, we can talk <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's interesting. I was talking to, I got a chance this week to talk to uh, Jason Hebner, and Jason has been on our show before. He was on last season. He was talking about uh, MBTI and personalities, and and uh, what was interesting was for last season, um, talking about team personalities and how to work together was probably one of our most viewed episode of last season which tells me that that people seriously need that information and you know jason jason was kind of helping me on um uh, on a project that mike and i are working on and what was interesting was the connection of motivation and the connection of engagement or understanding someone's personality to understand what why they do what they do um, I think is just huge. And from a team perspective, when we're trying to get people engaged, to be engaged, we're trying to get people to help. It's not like it was, church is not like it was 20 years ago. 20 years ago, everyone knew in our culture, you go to church. Like my parents raised me, if the doors are open, you're there, you're serving. And that's not how it is today. How it is today, and I, I say this many, many times to many different churches, the the younger generations that come to your church they want engagement they want to be motivated to serve they want connections before they serve and they want to know that you are reaching out to them and that you are loving on them as a believer and making that connection to motivate them to serve and you know what's interesting to me is that um I think a a lot of times I think when we can understand that and we realize that we need to understand why somebody's personality is the way it is and, um, you know, how they serve and how they could best be motivated to serve, uh, that goes back to what you were just saying, Paul, about, you know, the folks that just kind of want to stand around and chat. If you're motivated and you understand yourself why you're motivated to do something, then you know what? There's no question there's no, you know, there's no, why am I doing this? Is it, am I doing this just to stand here on a Sunday and act like a security guard? Or am I doing this because, uh, you know, this is benefiting the church and this is what God has put me uh, in to do as far as a, a piece of ministry. Amen. This is, we were talking about this beforehand. One of these days, I'm going to take a picture of an ink pen laying on the concrete floor, the concrete <laughs> floor of my church, because I have a one pen per week minimum that I pick up. And uh, I think I think it was last Sunday or the Sunday before it was two. Somebody drops an ink pen on the floor and doesn't pick it up. This happens all over the church. Now imagine you've got just enough surface area to keep you up off the floor. I mean, it's it's enough to keep you up off the floor and somebody steps and slides and they go back and grandma, me, somebody's kid falls. And now you've got somebody bleeding out on the floor with a, with a concussion 
and now we've turned it into a medical event. And, and only the Lord knows how many people have been saved by church safety teams going through and checking and going, oh, somebody stacked boxes in front of the fire the fire exit, or they picked up an ink pen, or they they moved this thing. And um, it, I don't know if you've ever seen these experiments where they go into bathrooms and they turn on a sink and they'll have a camera where you can't see the stalls or urinals or anything, but they'll face the camera towards the sink. And it's one in so many dozen people will turn the sink off. And it's, it's not hard, and so much of what we do is preventative in nature. It's, you know, um, and I, I like to uh, visit with the little ladies as they're coming in and out. Somebody pulls them up, and it's still 70 feet from the curb to our door. And so yeah. that's as close as, unless you want to, you know, drive up into the church, that's as close <laughs> as you can get. And um, I'll walk down and take their arm and be like, well, how are you, young lady? It looks like you're moving a little better than last week. You feeling better? And those things make somebody's day. And I've had people go, you're always so nice to me. Would you pray for my grandson? It's oops. We just stumbled into ministry. Well, there's a couple of things there, uh, Paul. I think one, if we go back to the sink and there's that personal bias, people sit there first and say, I'm not actually seeing what I'm seeing. And they just, mm. they disregard it as actually happening. They think, Oh, or it's not running or, there must be a leak or it's supposed to be that way. And they just give themselves mental permission to move on. But I think if in the context of a safety team, where of course, hopefully most of the safety team are actually looking for those things, especially like faucets and doors and stuff stacked in a fire exit or a pen uh, to your point. But to me, I would sit there and say, if there's a pen and I had three other of my team that walked by and didn't pick up that pen, I would have two thoughts. One, why are they not alert enough to not see that pen? Because they're not paying attention to it. And two, if they didn't pick up that pen, is their heart in the right place? Is their mind in the right place to actually be serving? Because that pen is the most important thing in that moment for their service that day. So I think well, it, it's, it's important. I, I was just going to say, you know, they people always throw that question out as an icebreaker. You know, if you could meet three people and talk to them, who would you talk to? Like, who are your top most favorite people? And one of one of my favorite favorite people was Walt Disney. And honestly, one of the things that Walt Disney used to do, and and I've read a, quite a few leadership books around the Disney company and based on on Walt and. One of the things that Walt Disney used to do is walking through the parks, you know, with a new employee, he would actually watch and see who picked up stuff off of the ground and who didn't. And the individuals that picked up stuff off the ground fared far, far better than the ones that didn't. Because at a certain point, he would be like, you just passed past this whole thing. How can we guest serve when you know, you're not taking this seriously. It doesn't matter what position, what your title is, you know, our mission is to serve the guests and, and to have a great guest experience. And when I worked in retail, um, at one point in time, I worked for uh, the inf infamous draft, um, Jeffrey, if anybody remembers that, that might be dating myself, but um, I was an HR manager for, for Toys R Us. And my office was in the back of the store and what was interesting was I would meet I would walk up to the front and I would meet someone at the customer service desk and I knew 
simple conversation. You know, I'd carry a conversation from the front of the store to the back of the store. But by the time we got back to my office, I knew without sitting down and doing an interview if I was going to hire that person or not. Um, just from watching how they interacted with customers, sometimes I might stop and talk to somebody like talk to a customer that was trying to reach, you know, something high off the shelf and I'd grab it for them and, you know, kind of talk with their kids and talk with them. And it was, it was a lot of fun, but watching how that person reacted, um, you know, that stuck with me. And honestly, I do the same thing now. Like when we're training, uh, when we're training new folks, if I have someone shadowing me, I, I watch what they're doing and you don't have to like stare at them and be real creepy or anything, but, you know what? We're we're there to serve the people that come into the building. Amen. And I mean if we're not focused on doing that, now there's with everything, you know, you can address the hate mail to Paul Paul Buckner. But uh I I mean there's a balance and I'm not saying ignore the balance, but we're we're combating normalcy bias all the time. The reality is, you know, we we have to stand our post. It's not like you know, don't don't abandon. Like Paul's told me a story a few times about how <laughs> people have acted like, oh, it's just security. You're just standing there. It's not a big deal. And I, and I've had the same thing happen to 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 me. You're not um, doing anything, right? You're just standing here. But just because you're standing there doesn't mean that you can't contribute to the the culture and to the the making someone feel comfortable or. You know, like we've talked about something simple like picking a, a pen up off the floor. Yeah. We actually bundle our safety team under the banner of hospitality, really? specifically within mm -hmm. our church. So our ushers, our safety team, our greeting team, our parking team, all of that is under kind of hospitality. The idea of being creating an experience for the guests and the people that show up there. Safety is part of that. So I think it's it's super important. Kids is another component of that. So there's so much there that we have to look at it through that lens that it's not just about the security. It's not just about the medical component, but we're there as an extension of those other teams as well. Oh, absolutely. We're in, in our church is the same way. We're under the branch of what we call first impressions, but you know, first impressions is essentially hospitality. It's, it's the same thing. Are we the same team? We're on, under that umbrella and you know, our oversight pastor oversees that. Now, again, a smaller church, maybe you don't have a team. Maybe it's just one or two of you. I understand that. I get it. You know, in, in some of the churches that I've attended or that even that I grew up in, you know, we had a hundred and having 150 people on Sunday was a big deal. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I mean, if you're the only person, you can still minister to someone. You know, there's still, you know, take do, do something simple like, um, you know, pray. I mean, we pray as a team before we start uh, each service. But you know, before you start serving, pray and ask God to to help you have a gracious heart and put someone in your path that really needs you. And you know what? The Sundays that I've done that, um, I get pulled away and I get the opportunity to bless someone. So God, you know, God hears that and redirects me to come across somebody that really needed it that day. And, you know, to me, that that's 
that's where the gold nugget is. I, I love the fact that I get to help somebody beyond just creating a safe environment. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Buckner, and uh, then he will he'll wrap it up for us, and and we'll call it an evening. Put a bow on it. So, so <laughs> two really quick thoughts. I love it when when my folks get engaged and they start coming up and talking and asking questions. Um, hey, do you think I should go do a security sweep? Hey, what do you think of this? Hey, I'm going to go help move this. And I think as parents, we need to catch our kids doing things right and compliment them on that because we can't always just catch them doing stuff wrong and that's an easy sure. thing to do. there's a reason scripture says fathers do not exasperate your children and we've got to make sure that we do that in our ministries and then we never know when answering that phone call talking to that person makes a difference i had a young police officer turn to me recently and he's like um he, he said to someone else in passing he's like hey this is my chaplain um he saved my life a couple of times and i i was like uh I don't remember that. <laughs> so I kind of climbed off to the side because I've been in a couple situations where you could argue that I was, that maybe I had contributed to somebody still being alive. But I, I questioned him quietly because I had an idea of what he meant. And I said, so you made this comment. And he goes, yeah. He said, when this happened and that happened, I actually had thought about taking my life. Mm. And I'm like, boom, humbled, because you just never know when that ministry moment, you walk that person to their vehicle. Um, I, I changed a flat for a guy in our parking lot and he looked pretty robust. Come to find out he's got a really severe lung disorder. Mm -hmm. And so he and I talk, guess what I now know? I've got somebody that could have a terrible medical thing happen. And so I visit with him in a ministry mindset, friendly, always visiting him. He always gives me a bump when he goes by me. He knows I care about him, but, but guess who I keep an extra eye on a little bit more in case he has an emergency because if he can't breathe guess what he can't probably do help help and so that little moment i took to just help a guy with he looked perfectly healthy who, who knew that he probably didn't have the wind in him to have changed his own flat and i just offered and he accepted so uh gents unless there's something else i'll close us out uh i'm good i would say go for it all right so <laughs> Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, uh, in spite of uh, and working around technical difficulties, we still got to visit tonight and, and bring you glory. And this, Lord God, this is the meat and potatoes of church safety. It's about people. It's about their hearts. It's not about how slick we look or whether we wear uniforms or not or how high speed something is, Lord God. It's a, it's about you. It's about Jesus Christ and him crucified. And, and that's what it comes down to is that servant's heart, first and foremost. And it's so easy. We all do it. We all forget, Lord God, that it's about your son and i thank you for the reminder tonight i ask that you would be with our guest uh, whatever is going on technical or otherwise uh in that gentleman's life that you would protect him and uh keep him safe and lord god I ask that you would bless every church that listens to this uh guide i'm not only closer to you lord god but your word says unless you watch over the city the watchman watch in vain so we're the watchman lord god and we thank you for that opportunity but we ask that you would watch over our our uh, proverbial cities and we ask this in your son jesus name amen amen, amen. So we're going to wrap it up for this evening. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And as always, uh, if, we can, if we can be of service to you or help you in your ministry out, feel free to reach out to us through uh, our website, churchsafetyguys.com, or um, you, know, you can reach out to us through our Church Safety Guys page on Facebook. Uh, we're also on many, many other uh, social media platforms. So all you have to do is, is type in Church Safety Guys and uh, you'll connect with us. And, uh, and we'd love to hear from you. 
so uh, you can reach out to us many different ways but um, at the end of the day thanks for joining us and um, we will see you next time so take care god bless have a good night night thank you for joining the church safety guys broadcast we hope that you found it informative and we appreciate your feedback looking for ways you can help us reach more churches share our broadcast with your teams consider becoming a monthly ministry partner like and share our page and join the discussion in our facebook groups visit our website at churchsafetyguys.com for other great resources Remember to keep a servant's heart, a mindset of ministry, and semper disciplina. Always be training. Have a blessed week.